0: section 46 of riverdale stories this librivox recording is in the public domain riverdale stories by oliver optic the do somethings chapter one a long hard winter in riverdale promised to cause a great deal of suffering among the poor hard times had been the cry of those who lived by their daily labor and the fear of cold and hunger filled their minds with gloom and terror. There was a panic in business, as men called it then, but whatever produced the trouble, it was likely to cause a great deal of distress. The factories in Riverdale stopped, and all those who earned their living by working in the mills had now nothing to do, and of course received no pay. There were a great many families in the place which were supported by the mills. Some of the members of them worked in the mills, others tended stores, and some kept boarders. All who had homes in other towns left the place. The times were very hard indeed, and people wondered how poor folks would be able to get through the winter. Many had no wood, no flour, no clothes suitable for winter wear. "'There must be a great deal of suffering among the poor,' said Missus Lee, one evening as the family gathered in the sitting-room. "'Yes, but we must do all we can to help them,' replied Mr. Lee. "'The town, it seems, will not help any of the poor unless they go to the almshouse. That is very strange, I think. There are a great many in town who would starve rather than become paupers and be known as such.' Frank and Flora Lee heard what their parents said, and they were deeply interested in the subject. They had always been taught to feel for the poor, and they were ready to do something to relieve their sufferings. And while they listened, Frank thought of a plan by which he hoped a great deal of good might be done. He did not say anything about it that evening, but the next day he spoke to Flora on the subject, and she was very much pleased with the plan. "'I will tell you what we can do, Flora,' said he, with much earnestness. "'We can form a society. "'That will be grand. "'Won't it be funny, though?' "'It may be funny, but it will be a real good thing if we can make it go.' "'Well, we can make it go, I know,' answered Flora earnestly. "'But we must speak to father and mother about it.' "'Of course we must. "'But do you know why we had better have a society?' Because men and women have societies, I suppose. No. Because it will be funny, and we shall have good times with it. No, nothing of that kind. But because we can do a great deal more good. So we can. Of course, 30 or 40 can do a great deal more than two of us. We can get all the boys and girls to join. Won't it be nice? The girls can sew and knit, and the boys can... The boys can... "'Well, what can the boys do?' said Flora, who did not see what the boys could do. "'We can do ever so many things. We can give our money and carry round the things which the girls make. I can think of a hundred things that the boys can do. We mustn't talk about it too much. Let us go to work and do the thing at once. We must have a meeting of the children first. We will have it Wednesday afternoon.' "'Well,' Let us go and talk with mother about it, replied Flora. Missus Lee was very much pleased with the plan, perhaps more from the good feeling it showed on the part of her children than from any great good which she expected the new society would do. Mr. Lee liked the plan and said he would do all he could to help them carry it out. He said they might have the meeting in the large dining room, and when the children went to school, they told all their friends what they intended to do and asked them to come to the meeting the children all liked the plan and a great many of them said they would join the society even the larger boys and girls promised to help the project along on wednesday afternoon there were at least 50 boys and girls assembled in the dining room of mr lee's house they chose a president a secretary and a treasurer, and two or three committees to arrange the labor of the society. Three of the large boys went into another room, and with the help of Mrs. Lee, drew up a constitution which was adopted by the society on their return. It was a paper in which were stated the objects of the society, and the means to be used in carrying them out. The society was called the Do-Somethings. There were three committees appointed, one of three large girls to attend to the sewing, one of three large boys to collect money, and one of six boys and girls to visit and give their bounty to the poor. Each member was to pay two cents a week, and the society was to meet every Wednesday afternoon. Subscription papers, on which any who wished to give money might put down their names, were opened on the spot. Frank ran up to the playroom and got his bunny box just as soon as the papers were opened. He had over a dollar on hand, and he gave it all to the treasurer. Flora had about as much more money, which she also gave to the society. Mr. and Mrs. Lee put their names down for two dollars apiece, and some of the children gave smaller sums. Nearly ten dollars had been given when the society adjourned. With this money, they decided to buy the materials for making clothes for children, and Mrs. Lee went to the store with the committee so as to give her advice in the purchase of the goods. The members of the society were all deeply interested in the work, and before the next meeting a great deal had been done. Mrs. Lee and some of her friends had cut out the garments for the poor children, and when the society met, the members all went to work like so many bees. The committee to collect money had been very busy with their papers; they had visited nearly all the rich people in Riverdale, and the treasurer had so much money he did not like to keep it, so he requested mr Lee to take care of it for him; it amounted to more than fifty dollars. Perhaps the society could not have done much without the advice and support of mr and mrs Lee. They did a great deal to help the plan along. They knew that the do-somethings would be benefited as much as the poor, for it is more blessed to give than to receive. During the week, Mr. Lee had been very busy in finding out all the poor people who needed assistance, and at the second meeting, he gave the committee a list of these persons whom he knew to be worthy. Two of them were widows who lived alone with their small children. They had no one to do anything for them no one to bring in their wood when they had any wood to bring in, no one to fetch water or run of errands for them. Mr. Lee intended that the work of the society should be an active benevolence, not merely giving money of which they had plenty. But he wanted all the members to work, to labor with their own hands, to sacrifice their own pleasure for the good of others. At the second meeting he told them what he thought, and the boys said they were willing to work though many of them were not obliged to work at home they were willing to do anything they could to help the poor mr lee told them how they could be of service in other ways than giving money and they all said they would adopt his plan what they did we will relate in the next chapter end of section 46 recording by scarlet louisiana